I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello, and welcome to this week's Biz Talks. I am producer Kelly Massico, filling in for Biz New Orleans editor and podcast co-host Kim Singletary. This week, I will be interviewing Rich Collins. As devoted listeners know, Rich is our other co-host for Biz Talks, but when he isn't interviewing the area's top business professionals, he acts as the associate editor for bizneworleans.com. More recently, Rich has taken on the role as editor for Biz New Orleans' new publication, The New Orleans 500. Today, we are here to dive into just what is the New Orleans 500, who are its players, and what all went into putting together this new yearly publication. Rich, this is a little different for us, but thanks for being a good sport and talking to us about the New Orleans 500. I'm so happy to be here, Kelly. (laughs) Good. So let's just dive right on into it. What is the New Orleans 500? Why did we make it? What is it? What can you tell us about it? All right. Here's the deal. So in book jacket lingo, the New Orleans 500 is a collection of profiles of the city's most influential, involved, and inspiring business leaders. It's the hardworking and visionary New Orleanians who contribute to the economy and will shape its future. Uh, what, it, what that means is it's, it's basically profiles of everybody from bank and university presidents, law firm managing partners, restaurateurs, tech CEOs, small business owners, uh, nonprofit leaders, and so on. It's everybody. So this seems like a lot. There's 500 people. Um, that had to be a big process. Can you kind of break down what went into creating this book and what the last years looked like for you? Our, our publisher, Todd Mathern, came to the editorial team with this challenge because he'd seen similar publications in other markets be successful. And so he said, let's, let's make this happen. And um, it became one of my tasks for this last year. And really what I needed to do to get it started, honestly, was I went and interviewed three of the editors around the country that had, that had done these already. And I just, I absolutely grilled them on every detail of their process, what tools they used, how many people they had used, you know, just the time and the money, all that. And so early on, it was just a, a situation where we had a lot of meetings a year ago, just going over the best practices from these other publications and then trying to figure out our, our process. And one thing that was clear from talking to everybody was that making a book like this is really hard the first time you do it, especially because you're having to reach out to so many people and gather so much data and and put all the systems in place. And, and the community doesn't really know what it is yet. And so uh, what, the, what I was told by everyone and what I can't wait to, to demonstrate is that the, the second year is a different animal because people are excited about it. They, they've seen it out there. They like the book. And, uh, it's an easier process to, to unfold. But as far as the actual process, essentially, we, we had to make a few big goals. The first one was we worked together to identify the important categories of the New Orleans, the greater New Orleans economy, the 10 parish economy. So figure out those categories. It's leading industries. You know, what is it? It's technology and it's energy and, and, and everything that would fall into that category. And then how do we organize it? Real estate, do you put architecture and construction and engineering all into that category? It was a lot of, of that kind of thinking at first. And once we had that framework, then it became, how do we flush out who are the important players, say, in real estate development or who are the important people in nonprofit or, or economic development 
both of those tasks were, were big challenges. Uh, it was just a lot of research. So I said in the intro to the book that I interviewed or connected with at least a hundred people to get that done. And just a very abridged list. I mean, I, I talked to Greater New Orleans Inc. and the New Orleans Business Alliance and Louisiana Economic Development, Jefferson Chamber, North Shore Community Foundation, on and on and on. I could say a bunch of other names, but it's going to get boring. Um, you know, and so it was just a lot of conversations with people who know the economy in general or their or their niche. From there, I started being able to kind of pencil in people that are like, this person obviously has to be on the list. This person's an icon. Oh, wow, this 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 young up and comer, their company has grown 200% over the last year. That kind of thing. We were just filling them in. And then to get all the other names, we relied on our editorial pages, right? The website and the magazine, because BizNow has been around for seven years. You know, we've covered a lot of categories of the economy and we've covered a lot of people. So it's like, who, who are the standout people from, from this last year that we covered? And then other research, talking to different sources of ours in, in every industry. So talking to somebody in construction or talking to somebody in tech, and then talking to three other people in those categories to kind of see, you know, which names pop up, what are the common denominators? Uh, you know, so that that was really the first, uh, I would say, uh, that was the first quarter of this year was just lots and lots of conversation with people in the community to try and build up a list. And what we eventually have was a list of uh, intentionally uh, more people than we needed. I forgot to mention, we also had a, a submission page on the website where, you know, at Biz New Orleans, if you wanted to suggest Oh, I, you know, I think that uh, our CEO is, is is a leader that should be considered for this list. You could go and fill that out. And we saw those submissions and several of those were used. Sending in a submission didn't guarantee someone would be on the list, but it was really helpful to see feedback from readers. Picture somewhere late spring, we've got this just big, bulky list of candidates, let's say. <laughs> then the task became, how do we narrow this down? So that was a lot of conversations, editorial meetings. And then how do we contact everyone? How do we uh, begin this process of writing what would essentially be 500, you know, profiles, uh, you know, Q&As uh, with, with all of these different leaders? And so that, that, <laughs> that process was, was enormous. Uh, it, we didn't know where we, would, where we would ultimately go when we started, but by the end of it, we had hired a new vendor, uh, you know, a, a, a tech company, that has a tool that allows us to do surveys and maintain a database essentially. And so that was one of the epiphanies we had during the process. And the other was that this was too much for me to do alone. And we ended up hiring uh, uh, Drew Hawkins to help run the database and build this book with me. So I'm in indebted to him for all of his hard work. So basically what happened was let's say sometime around the summer, we had our list, we had our targets, we had our categories. And there was like about a week where we did nothing but gather uh, contact information. So there was probably a half dozen people here at Biz that spent a, a week working the phones, working, the, uh, you know, uh, Googling like crazy and getting emails and phone numbers for all of these people or their representatives, you know. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the longest answer in the world, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this reminds me of when I, I did a podcast uh, with uh, Stephen Perry from uh, New Orleans and Company, and I asked one question. And he, I think it was about 35 minutes before I needed to ask a second question. But <laughs> hopefully I won't do that to you. But in any well, case. Follow-up question. So let's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But why don't I pause for a second? Let me just let you ask a question so I can take a sip of water. 
Yeah. So um, you have mentioned Biz New Orleans, the magazine encompasses and bizneworleans.com, um, the New Orleans area, greater New Orleans area, Gulf South region, um, Southeast Louisiana is and you had mentioned there are, I think you said 10 parishes of people included in the book. What are the areas that the Biz 500 covers just so people know what, who all we are covering and what makes up the greater New Orleans area? Okay. Well, I'll fail if I have to correctly pronounce and list all the 10 parishes, but I will say that it's the footprint is, is New Orleans, uh, obviously Jefferson Parish, St. Tammany. We could go up into Hammond. I think the, the furthest up I-10 we went was to, uh, was Gonzales, which is really borderline, but we, we included that. Uh, we didn't include Baton Rouge, but then everything down the bayou, because there's a lot of the, the maritime industry, shipbuilders, and some of the transportation people down there are included. Uh, St. Bernard Parish. So it's the same 10 parishes that Greater New Orleans Inc. would advocate for. What about the process? You know, this is a year long process. It involved a lot. We hired new people to get the, the job done. <laughs> Right. Um, what about the process maybe like surprised you or that you didn't realize was going to be a part of it, um, that you kind of fell into along the way? Well, I will tell, I will tell you this, that, um, you know, we were, I was warned by all the other editors that I talked to is that this is going to be a lot, a lot of work. So, so the epic nature of the, of the project was, was not a surprise. Um, you know, I have to say, you know, the, the process ultimately, was what it was, but, but what was really inspiring to me was, was once we got down to the, the, this next stage of the process, which was basically sending out emails to everyone on this list, uh, calling everyone on the list, list, texting them, people were excited about it. We had a, a, a very, very high response rate for something like this that's just straight out of the gate, right? And specifically, people really opened up and shared a lot of very funny interesting details. So I, I should mention that the way this book is formatted, it's, um, it's got a LinkedIn quality, right? I mean, there's, we, we have for everybody on this, on this, every bank president, every university president, every managing partner of, you know, the major law firms in town, we have their essential information, their, you know, their titles and their um, professional accomplishments, their alma maters. But we, we intentionally asked provocative or very New Orleans themed questions to get a sense of, of who the people are, right? The people behind the title. So we asked everybody, you know, about, about their favorite festivals and New Orleans restaurants. And we asked everybody what, what their favorite type of po' boy is or, or how they order their snowball. And we asked everybody, what's the best advice you've ever received? And the cumulative effect of reading all the responses to this is that you like everybody on the list. First of all, people are, a lot of them are hilarious. Uh, everyone, people very smart. There's a lot of wisdom and you can sense there's a, there's a lot of love for New Orleans. I think that was maybe the biggest thing is you realize how the questions that we asked about po'boys and festivals and you, we asked your favorite jazz fest food and everybody had one, you know, you couldn't do this in, um, in, a, in, uh, in any other city, essentially. There, there's a shared culture here that binds the whole community together, but also the business community. And, and that, that was, I don't know if it was surprising, but it was just, uh, it was life affirming, I guess I would say. But uh, anyway, so and that 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 kind of fed me into that. You were asking, I, I sort of just was breathless and couldn't finish the process. But that's that was the next step in the process is that we just <laughs> asked everybody a bunch of questions, and that we did that for you know back and forth. Just the amount of data with five hundred individual profiles was a 
you know, just had, just required daily upkeep and follow up with everybody and making sure, uh, you know, collecting photos for everyone and then making sure you had the right photo for everyone. All that kind of stuff was once we got into the, um, you know, into the fall, like the late summer, early fall, that's when it became, it just became a giant writing, editing, proofreading, uh, fact-checking project. And, and that's what we were up until whenever it was a month ago when we, <laughs> when we sent the book off to the printer, but right. So, uh, there, there was your, there was your very long winded answer to what the, what the process was. <laughs> we love it. We love to be thorough. You got to <laughs> know the whole process. So you are sending out all these emails. Who are you sending them to? Who, who's notable in the book who maybe we are surprised to see, maybe, you know, we didn't think would be included. And then who are our big names that we know and love in the city? Okay. So yeah, I, of course we included some you know, quote unquote rock stars. So if in the restaurant world, we have T Martin and from the media and academic world, Walter Isaacson, he's in there because of his affiliation with Tulane. But of course he's so much more than that. Drew Brees is in the book because he has, you know, brand new, uh, you know, stretch zone venture in town. And uh, we've got musicians and actors, uh, you know, um, Grammy winning musician, PJ Morton's in the book, actor slash businessman, uh, Wendell Pierce is in the book, Mark Romig, the Saints announcer. He's in the book, you know, his Voice of the Saints. Yeah, he's the voice of the Saints, but then, of course, he's also a, a tourism uh, exec in town. So, you know, of course, Gail Benson, of course, is in the book. And what's great is all those people I just mentioned took the time to answer the questions and to answer the questions thoughtfully. Then there's someone that we featured in the book a lot, Krista Cotton, you know, yeah. founded El Guapo Bitters. You know, so in that food and beverage category, you get the William Go Rings and then the Krista Cottons of the world, the Vance Vaukerson, you know, Vaukerson Sausage family business. He's in the book. You know, it's everybody. Uh, Jay LaPere of, of Latrum, which is one of our manufacturing shining stars. The, of course, in technology, we have the three CEOs that had their big exits this year. So that's Scott Wolf at uh, Level Set, Patrick Comer at Lucid, Matt Wisdom of Turbo Squid. All those guys, of course, are in the book. You know, it's every, it, there's so many. Uh, in the economic development side of things, Andrea Chen at Propeller, John Atkinson at Idea Village. Both of those nonprofits are part of that whole ecosystem that helped launch Level Set and Lucid and Turbo right. School. And, you know, another category is that, that transportation and logistics category, which is growing so much uh, because of you know the way the way the world's going and everyone's buying everything online. So you've got in transportation, we have a bunch of people, but just two that popped out uh, to me are Sheila Burns, you know, whose family grew QCS Logistics from a one truck operation a few decades ago into this giant regional last mile delivery powerhouse. You got Jack Jensen, TCI trucking, another icon in that industry. So lots of people there, you know, it goes on and on. I mean, essentially it was interesting because these categories, some of them, they, they were sort of easy to structure. Like for higher ed, it was for the most part, it's going to be the presidents of the, of the university. Right. And then other categories, you know, some were, some were actually a lot harder you know, architecture was exciting and really interesting to work on. Some categories, some of the professional service categories, people are just more low key by nature. They don't have publicists, you know. So some of them is a little bit harder to to build it out. And so, um, you know, I will say this: uh, I think that the best way to get this to build this is to, is to do the first one. I'm, I'm excited about working on the second edition and building off this list and taking it somewhere new. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And to see how people change over the years and how different jobs change and who gets promotions or, you know, who's making waves, you know, in the coming years. I think that will be a lot of fun to see how 
how it differs from year to year. What was tough was that as we were going to press, people were announcing resignations as it you know, gets toward the end of the year. Transitions were coming up. Uh, new people were getting hired. So yeah, I, for sure, as soon as this book hit the street, there was already some some people we wanted to add uh, as soon as we can, put it that way. Well, people don't, you know, I, I think people kind of forget sometimes. We don't because we work in it, you know, every month with deadlines, but we put this book out way before it was released to the public. You know, we we you put it to bed, so to say, you know, way before a physical copy was yeah. in anyone's hands. So yeah. it's hard yeah. for us to be able to make those changes right when they happen because along with the, the page layout, you know, there's there's other factors that that are involved in that. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Next year is going to be going to be a really good a good book as well. But before we talk future, um, you mentioned you know a lot of these top people. I'm curious because you had you said earlier about um, jazz fest food and all of that kind of stuff. What were some um, funny answers that maybe you got, or some surprising answers um, from from Wendell Pierce or some of those people? There was there was a lot that were that were really great that made me laugh out loud uh, or just or, you know, even like, you know, you think a little like, well, that was a really beautiful insight. Uh, right before we got on this call, I, I quickly flipped through the book and just marked a few things that I thought that, that were notable. These aren't necessarily the my favorite insights from the book, but this is funny. This is the uh, I, I'm not going to identify the individual people. You have to read the book for that. But this is the uh, president and CEO of a major publicly traded company uh, headquartered here. And uh, 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 we asked one of the questions we asked was what's what someone's dream career would be. And this person said she wants to be uh, Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. So oh. <laughs> have a little creative side. Um, so that's one. Let's see. What's another? Um, this, is a, this is a tech CEO, very successful um, uh, tech company in town. Uh, one of the one of the bet better categories we asked people was be the best piece of advice you received. There's a lot of really thoughtful answers. But this one said, uh, quote, uh, Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, which is um, Winston from Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, Listen, you never know where someone's going to get their their wisdom from. Yeah. So actually, this is one that I love, by the way. This is this is a this is also a publicly traded company CEO on the North Shore. <laughs> and uh, the I, I, I just I just like knowing it makes me smile knowing that this this um distinguished, uh, you know, longtime successful professional man uh, orders his snowball. Uh, always he gets a cherry stuffed flat top. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, well, you know, flat top is what you have to like, you slice off the top so it doesn't spill over the side. And this other, here's oh, another thing. People this, actually order that? Interesting. This person does. And this, this you see the things that you learn from this book? I would have never known that somebody would order that. <laughs> another another tech CEO said they, their favorite snowball is rainbow, but then they said, am I too old for that? <laughs> You're right. never too old for a rainbow snowball. That's right. So anyway, it's just, it's just, I mean, again, the point is this book is useful if you want to see a snapshot of the New Orleans business community, the people that are leading the biggest companies in town and you want to kind of learn a little bit about the people. I think that that's, what's special about it is that you, of course you can, you have, it's quite handy to have all of their, um, you know, professional information at your fingertips, but it's also these insights are something you're not going to get anywhere else. And that sounded very advertorial, but uh, it, it's, it is true. That that's what's special about this book. And that's what I'm proud of. And, uh, and I should mention that. So uh, 
I think you were setting me up to mention the, uh, the like our <laughs> our data. You know, we we, yeah. we you know we we obviously ask a lot of business questions for this book. We also asked them again things about New Orleans culture, and so I have in front of me some <laughs> some very hard data from so the 500 execs that you know the the, the most distinguished influential execs in in town. I can tell you right now, I know what are the favorite style of po' boys for these people, right? Do you want to guess? What do you, th- what do you think is the most popular style of po' boy? Of the a, most popular? For, of, of New Orleans executives, yes. Ooh. Um, I would say either fried You're oyster okay. or fried shrimp. Well... You're, you're a genius, but it, <laughs> it, you were definitely on the right track as soon as you said fried. Um, and yeah, fish? well, no, 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 you're right. Number one is shrimp and number, two, number two is oyster and, and, and roast beef is kind of a distant third, which is funny. Cause I, I feel like in my head, um, roast beef always is to me is like as iconic as the fried shrimp, but there you go. So it's shrimp, oyster, roast beef. And then actually these numbers are slightly skewed because the fourth pick is the peacemaker, which is basically the slang word for the fried shrimp and fried oyster combined. So really the, the, of the, of the, the top half, more than half of the people prefer uh, either fried shrimp or fried oyster. So that is the number one. So there Listen, you go. I know, I know my po, po boys. Apparently yeah. I know my biz executives too. So. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you this, it's one thing when we were editing this thing, you know, let's say it's often like whatever, 1041 on a Wednesday and I, and I'm, writing or editing or something. And, and so many people would say something like, you know, a sloppy roast beef po' boy dripping with extra gravy. And I swear to you, it, we, I was starving. Uh, <laughs> every day we were editing this book, talking about this food. But um, uh, yeah, so that is shrimp, oyster, roast beef. And then um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um, let me just tell you, because this one's interesting too. Uh, oh, this is kind of obvious. The, uh, can you guess the, the top Jazz Fest food? <laughs> I think you can. Um, ooh. I feel like it's not. Mm. Is it the Cushon Delay? Uh, that's on there, but no. Num- number one is Crawfish Monica. I was. Oh, that was going to be my next one. That was going to be my second guess. Either that, the Cushon Delay, or the Crawfish Monica. So the, the, with Jasper's food, there were so many um, options that there wasn't like as it wasn't like a runaway thing like fried shrimp in the po' boy category. But Jasper's food was one was Crawfish Monica, two is Crawfish Bread, uh, three is Soft Shell Crab Po' Boy. Four is yeah. a Boston's hot sausage po' boy, and five was Cochon Delay. So you know, I'm the, kind of surprised that Cochon Delay didn't pull didn't pull that that high. I mean, it's it, its percentage wasn't that much lower than the others. This was a this is a tighter race, put it that way. So don't feel so bad. And then, uh, yeah, uh, so you know, again, we've got fun data. We've got like um, a reading list here. It's like you know, we ask people what their favorite books, and of course, things like a Confederacy of Dunce. Uh, I'm sorry, a Confederacy of Dunces, and uh, you know, all the King's men, some kind of important regional books popped up, but then also, you know, some, some other uh, you know, business books and things. And that's fun to see what, what the, you know, the, the city's leaders are reading. That's fun to, re, uh, to see. And we also know the, the, the nonprofits that they support the most. It's, it, it's just some good data in here. And we've presented that in the book as well. So, you know, I think it's added value. It's fun. Yeah. It sounds like a really great book. It sounds like y'all put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. And, 
for that, for anyone looking to find a copy of the New Orleans 500, um, you can biz visit bizneworleans.com slash 500-500. Um, <laughs> you can buy your own copy um, or you can buy our digital edition, which will also be online as well. You can also nominate people for next year. So how is next year coming? What can what can people do to either nominate or what can they they do to help for next year? Gosh, I would love as many uh, nomination emails as possible. So yeah, please visit New, uh, BizNewOrleans slash 500. NewOrleans.com slash 500. Yeah, that's where all that's where you can order a copy. That's where you can nominate somebody. Basically, we are already in that first stage of last year of building out the list and um, getting ready to, to repeat the process. Yeah. So uh, please not nominate away. And, um, and, you know, and of course, any comments, anything like that, you can reach me at rich at bizneworleans.com. So yeah, thanks, Rich. And like we said, you can go to bizneworleans.com slash 500 to either nominate a CEO or a member of the business community, as well as get your own copy of the New Orleans 500. And our December issue is on stands now as well or at bizneworleans.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.